3: This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117, and you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now,
0: finish this fight. Master Chief, out. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 507 for August 17th, 2021. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, joined by Miranda Sanchez, Destin Legary, and returning friend from the Spawn On Me podcast, which you should all watch, slash listen to, slash subscribe to, Khalif Adams. Welcome back, Ka.
2: Thank you so much for having me. Excited to, to be rocking. I get the first chance to to hang with Miranda as well. We've done many, many shows together, but I've not had a chance to to rock with Miranda. So I'm excited that we get a chance to do this together and hang out and talk about all the dope games we're gonna get in uh, today, so i excited.
0: Destin, I didn't give you a chance. So, look, go ahead and get it out of the way. Get it out of your system. Bam. Let's yes. go, everybody. We got some Xbox news this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yes, welcome back to Ka. I appreciate you making the time to hang out with us because we're going to talk about a particular Xbox exclusive that is releasing. I guess. So, we're holding the show until Wednesday morning. The game will be out tomorrow, Thursday. That game is 12 minutes. Uh, but before I get to that, just want to remind everybody another hot upcoming game that's also like 12 minutes launching into Xbox game Pass that would be back for blood that's out in October and that coverage our IGN first month-long coverage led by Mitchell Saltzman is ongoing so he's been posting all kinds of great videos about <laughs> back for blood so if you're stoked for that game like I am be sure to catch up on all of that coverage all right so, 12 minutes, that's the game behind me. That's the game that Khalif has finished. That is the game that Destin is in progress on. Miranda, you have not... We're, I know we're making you jealous here. You haven't had Barry, the, the opportunity. Barry, I'm
1: just sitting here like, wow, well, it must be nice.
0: <laughs> but, uh, so... <laughs> and it is nice, as you saw. If everybody, I would love for everybody to read and or watch my review on IGN. I gave the game an 8, calling it great, which is what our 8 signifies. And I want to be very clear up front, we are not going to... Give, get into any spoilers here because this is a game that you cannot have ruined for you because it's it would just be ruining the entire experience so we'll talk mechanics we'll talk reactions to it and I want to go to Kali first uh now you finished it a little after I did I know we were kind of talking uh sh- sort of sharing notes as we were going along like what did you yeah. do what did you do so what was what was your reaction to the game overall Ka?
2: I, I i mean it was one of, it's one of my most anticipated games when i would gotten a chance to see the initial trailer for everything i was just like through the roof because again i think like annapurna and their portfolio of games that they pull in is just exquisite they continue to pull in fantastic games to to everything that they do so seeing that this is going to be this kind of play on uh one of my favorite movies in Memento, uh i was like extremely excited for it so it, it feels really, really cool. Like I like the fact that games like this are out in the world where you have to think about everything that you're doing and be really careful about, you know, who you're, you're engaging with and thinking about the mechanics and, and kind of just the, the vibe that feels like it's, it's leaning into, um, which is really, really cool to be able to kind of experience that. I don't think a lot of games come out that, that feel like this anymore. Uh, so, so really, uh, was happy to get a chance to kind of run through it before, before it got spoiled by the world, uh, before everybody else got a chance to oh do no. that for sure.
0: Yeah, it might be if you are interested in playing the game again. It's it's going into Game Pass, so you've, you, the, your yeah. excuses are are few and far between for not playing this because uh, this is this is the latest Xbox exclusive. This is Xbox and PC only, Xbox One or Series X Series S. And it follows, of course, Flight Simulator, and we've got Psychonauts 2 to look forward to next week. So it is all happening, finally, Xbox exclusives. Now, Destin, I know you haven't finished yet, but what are your thoughts on it so far as you're just kind of making your way through?
3: Yeah, I mean, basically, it's a point-and-click adventure, and I know you love those, Ryan. So right away, I'm like, I totally get why Ryan loves this (laughs) game (laughs) because uh, it's point-and-click, but it does it in such an interesting way where, like, your character moves around and you're trying to to solve the puzzle of what's going on in the situation and how to handle the situation the best and uh, using what you learn to sort of flesh things out. I've enjoyed it thus far and I look forward to solving the puzzle. One thing I recommend to viewers though is uh, we all know the premise, right? Like, Because if you've seen the trailer, you know the basic premise of what's going to happen. So immediately I just went to trying to solve the problem And um, it broke me out of the immersion a little bit. Just let at least the first, the first attempt play out. You know, Mm. so that would be my recommendation for sure. Um, I'm still liking it thus far. I've only played like an hour or two, but uh, I've done a few things and like I'm having a lot of fun setting up what I think is going to be an interesting uh, play out of the mechanics of the game. So you know. Cool. I don't want to ruin anything. I'm trying to be really careful not to ruin anything. So <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah.
0: In fact, to that point, uh, something Miranda said it might be worth anybody that's interested in playing. Uh, you might want to just mute, like put a temporary mute on the number 12 minutes, <laughs> the, the <laughs> number 12 minutes yeah. on Twitter. Just so in case anybody posts anything, you'll hopefully get, uh, get shielded from it before you've got a chance to play. Cause I do think people will be talking about this game once, uh, once they get through it. Uh, Khalif, how long did it take you? What did what did Steam tell you? Because I think you and I were both uh, we reviewed it on the PC version. <laughs> so, uh, what was your first run through?
2: Seven hours of, seven? of gameplay. Okay. Oh wow! Yeah,
0: mine was seven and a half. So, it's, yeah, and, and I don't know about you. Uh, did, for me, it didn't feel like that in a good way. I was kind of surprised that it was that much.
2: It was it was interesting because a game like that where you're in these really super confined spaces doesn't feel like you said like it should take a really long time to complete and that was actually really cool to be able to say like the time that i spent with it never felt wasted in that in that in that kind of long span of you know that's a that's a that's a pretty chunky amount of time for a game that is like this right so i think um getting to run through it and then seeing exactly where you're kind of Making those adjustments and then moving yourself kind of, you know, from the from the beginning of a loop uh, to kind of continue to to keep going forward. It, it feels like this interesting push and pull uh, of you being able to say, all right, so I'm inching forward. Does this feel like this is advancing the story? Um, and then you kind of look up and you're like, oh, wow, like this was like an hour and some change adjustment passed um and and it kind of does fly by in that way which is which is pretty awesome i love the fact that that's a part of the 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 story that's going to be around this game you know once it's been out for a bit
0: yeah the uh i guess each you know the the loop is 12 minutes but but i think real time what would you say it's maybe like five minutes something like that of actual time if to you know generally speaking is that that about
2: yeah let me see how i can say this without spoiling anything (laughs) um probably about that. I think it extends based upon again, certain actions that you wind up doing. Right. Um, but there's like, and tell me if, tell me if you felt this as well. So it feels like there is in like an initial loop within a loop, right? It feels like there's yeah. like this one segment of, of, <laughs> of a, of a part that, that moves. And then you're like, all right, yeah. if I get to here, then I kind of know where a pivot point may be or, right. or any of that kind of stuff. Um, So it feels like that is a part of the, the equation too, which I find really interesting in, in the way that, uh, Lewis, uh, who's, who's a dev on this kind of crafted, this kind of gameplay loop was that you're constantly thinking about how fast can I get to a spot and then stopping to kind of ingest everything that you've learned. And then because of that 12 minute kind of marker, uh, you're like, all right, I need to rush through these actions and then stop and I need to go over here and stop. Um, so that that was actually kind of interesting to kind of learn that the game within a game while while playing it too.
0: Yeah, you mentioned uh, writer director Luis Antonio. This is more or less a one person effort. I mean not literally. There was a there is a team of people that helped build it, but he's sort of the you know the the main uh, mastermind behind it. And I you know I actually went back. I referenced a preview that I wrote when I had first seen this game at E3 a few years ago mm-hmm. cuz I I was expecting, like I was pleasantly surprised that it was seven and a half hours for me because I uh, I gone I went back and looked at a preview and Luis said to me I had asked well oh, about how long is the game and is there kind of any replayability and he was honest he said yeah it's kind of a one shot deal there's not really replayability but he said yeah it's about six to eight hours and in my head I can tell you that after having done this <laughs> done, done you know worked in games media for as long as I have. Generally, when a developer or a PR tells you how long, uh, roughly how long a game is, it's nowhere near that long. Like, it's right. just, I don't know why I'm not saying, I'm not like accusing, that. Like, I'm not putting anything behind that. It's just, that is my experience, that generally it's less than what they say, but it was dead on. He said, he had told me six to eight hours, and, and I felt exactly in the middle of that, and so did you. So, uh, yeah, it was just a... It was a really compelling experience all the way through. I I know. Uh, so I got stuck once, and and I only got unstuck kind of by accident, <laughs> fumbling around. And uh, did, did you get hung up at all?
2: My God, I, I, I'm wearing this hat because I'm having a bad hair day because I pulled out the rest of it while trying to figure out where it was going to go in this one particular part. Um, to to the extent that I basically was like, "Hey Ryan, what, where, where do I have to go next? I don't know where I'm supposed to go," um, and and kind of, and that kind of helped me get through the the next layer to kind of get to the the parts where I was able to kind of complete the story. Yeah, there are parts you're just gonna get hung up on. I think some of that um is is in design. I think some of that is again the game is trying to at some points be fairly obtuse about where it's trying to lead you. Um, I also think a lot of that is 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 a tendency for when you play a game like this to want to rush through it, especially when you have a game that is very text based in the way that it kind of displays information. I, my my initial tendency was like, oh, I'm just gonna bum rush through this game and finish it in like two hours, because that was the expectation for the scope of what you see in the trailers and things like that, and then. Getting hung up and kind of like hitting an a, a, an actual wall of like I don't know where I'm supposed to go next and I don't know what I'm supposed to do because maybe the story's not telling me what I need to do maybe I'm doing a thing in the wrong way. Uh, that part was a little bit frustrating um, to be able to 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 wind up hitting that space. But I think once we had conversations and and, and a couple other you know industry peers to say like well what are you what are you seeing? Um, it then became clear of like why you should be paying attention to certain things yeah um and, it, and and the story is telling you what what it needs to do you just have to be really patient and, and careful
3: I, Destin, i'd be I curious wanting to
0: jump in go ahead
3: i'd be curious to hear like what was everybody's reaction to the reveal and um i guess if you played like what was your reaction playing it because when it was revealed i had just gotten married so for me to see like violence <laughs> taking place oh. uh in this sort of situation was pretty upsetting and I was like, all I want to do is stop that person from hurting her, right? Yeah. So when I started playing, I'm like, how do I kill him,
1: <laughs> or how do I <laughs> stop
3: him, or just do anything to make it not happen, right? And um, that's why, like, when I started playing, immediately, I'm just like, how do I make this not happen? You know? Can I
1: go first? <laughs> yeah. go ahead. Actually, I have a comment on this. Um, so if, if you're watching, we're seeing sort of a loop of an interaction happen. And my biggest curiosity is what is happening with this apartment space? Yeah, like it looks like my apartment in San Fran, to be honest. Layout, right? Like, do they not? I mean, obviously, you play video games. Like, did they not have a TV? Do you not care about the television? You could get rid of a dining table and have a coffee table and just eat out the couch and still have your TV where do you put your books? And you, that, that was kind of my first thing. Not not that I'm not interested in the game. Of course, I think just the layout is very telling about these two people too, right? Like, I think the way you set up your, your home space is, you know, pretty important. It has to be functional for you functional for your family. And so I think this setup that we have for them is interesting because like, they, I don't know,
2: I'm, 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 I'm with com- you <laughs>
1: They're committed I'm, enough to have stuff on the walls like that's that's a pretty big well, deal. I'd say so.
2: you I'm with you,
0: Miranda, that you can actually go up and look at each picture or painting on the wall. You can you can actually right. like take a zoomed in look at that. But
2: even yeah, even this- like even thinking about that, I'm just like I'm sad. like they can never cook fish in this apartment because you're just going <laughs> to like that's all going to get stuck into the couch smell and it's going to be stuck into <laughs> the wall Like like you just can't do it. This is going to be bad. I'm curious, but, uh, one,
3: do you think this is ahead. New York or San Francisco? Because the guy's wearing a suit. Clearly, he's, he's coming home from something, you know, I,
1: I, I think get kind New of York. more
0: of a New York vibe from
2: this. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. me too. This, this
1: like, is oh, way more yeah. tiny places, probably worse space than this. But, you know, I would just say by, just
2: by the part. bathroom, the bathroom layout tells me it's New York because they yeah. don't care about where they put the toilets in New York.
1: Oh. <laughs> 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 They don't care. Uh,
2: They're just like, we'll throw it right in in your walkway. You can't get yeah. around it. You just have to dance around it.
0: Khalif, you talked about your sort of initial instinct being to try and just rush through the game. And and I, I totally understand that. And I, I really thought it was clever how they the it's it's like the game anticipated that and you just can't because you 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 almost there are some loops where if when you know what you're trying to do, it's like you 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 know that you have to just try and get what you need and then reset the loop. So you like almost fail on like get what you need and then fail on purpose to reset.
2: yeah, I, I kind of like that. It's weird because after after going through it and and finishing it, I tried to figure out like what what is this game like in in you know what's the analog that I can kind of connect this to? And I was like, this game is like Simon. Remember the old, you know, color, color <laughs> yeah. game, Simon,
0: memorizing the pattern,
2: memorizing the pattern and then kind of like continuing to kind of get that next layer of where you want to go, uh, without kind of messing up the previous part of the pattern and then getting a chance to kind of like move forward. It, it, it actually like, when, once I learned that that was what was happening, that made it easier for me to kind of navigate and you do have to, you do have to fail, uh, which I like it, it, it stops you from, from, from kind of having progress until you have. Failed a certain thing in a certain way, or certain things in certain ways, to be able to kind of get to the next layer of it. I do, I do think, and 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 I know we haven't talked about it yet, but one of the other things that kind of raised the level of excitement for this game for me was just seeing the the caliber of actors that were that were in this this piece. You know, seeing McAvoy in it, and 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 uh, and and my friend uh why i'm now i'm blanking on his name
0: Willem defoe and daisy
2: ridley yeah yeah. so like seeing that those folks are going to be in the space too was really cool because i you know i'm from new york i love the theater the the, the theater life of 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 where you kind of go to see a show and this feels like you're kind of in one of those theater in the round moments where you're kind of seeing it from the top-down perspective or around it and you're just seeing everything kind of play out in front of you which I which I love as a, as a kid who loves theater stuff. So yeah, like it's brilliant in the way they kind of lay that stuff out for you um, and, and kind of let you kind of run through it.
0: Yeah. I'm glad you uh, go ahead, Destin.
3: I don't want to spoil anything for anyone, but I have a feeling that the person who says he's police, I don't think he's the police. Actually. I just, have a bunch, <laughs> you know, it's just something feels off about him.
0: <laughs> well, you'll find out. You'll find out. But yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. That's where I was going to finish. This discussion before we move on, because there's plenty more to talk about this week, is the voice cast. And yeah, what a what a get getting, you know, if they had gotten one of those three actors, it would have been like, wow, that's cool. They got, you know, Daisy Ridley or they got Willem Defoe. But to get all three of those very respected, seasoned actors, it definitely elevates the material, I thought, because this, you know, the story is the material. I mean, yes, there's a it's a point and click puzzle adventure game, but you know, you need that that story to be delivered in a in a meaningful way, and and boy, those three actors, I thought Willem Dafoe in particular, he was the standout for me. Um, just his performance was was uh, pretty pretty terrifying at times, in the best <laughs> of ways. Um, but yeah, it's it, this is fantastic game. It's on. It's launching right into Game Pass. Highly recommend everybody play it. It's an Xbox exclusive. Enjoy it. Support it. And, uh, and we can talk spoilers on this, maybe on Twitter or something, you know, down the road after, after everybody's had a chance to experience it. so
2: Def- Definitely we- want to be on that spoiler cast for yeah. sure.
1: Oh, yes. also, if you happen to get stuck, we will have a guide.
0: Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, it, yeah, it is a game that, that will probably, I, I bet that guide will do well for IGN because there'll be points where people <laughs> are just going to want to look up like, all right, what, what do I-, I need a hint here. Give me something. <laughs> yeah, for sure. hints. This week's podcast unlocked is brought to you by NordVPN. Hey, if you're watching a lot of sports like me and you hate blackouts, NordVPN is a great way to go. You can use NordVPN, a virtual private network, to watch live sporting events, TV shows, films that aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location to a country that is. Unlocked without the E. That's NORDVPN.com slash UNLOCKD. And that'll give you four extra months on the two year plan. And best of all, there's no risk with Nord's 30 day money back guarantee. NordVPN.com slash unlocked without the E. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Uh, First up on the main news beat this week is a new report claiming that a Grand Theft Auto Remastered trilogy of Grand Theft Auto Three, Vice City, and San Andreas is on the way and soon, meaning this fall for everything, including the Switch. Even this, obviously an Xbox podcast, but and phones. reportedly do out, yeah, do out this fall. Uh, this Kotaku reported this, and they say they've learned from sources that Rockstar is remastering Three, Vice City, and San Andreas and that each game will be remastered in Unreal Engine. They will feature a mix of new and old graphics. Elsewhere in the report, Kotaku says these remasters were originally going to come packaged with the next-gen ports of GTA V and GTA Online, which is also out this fall in November, as a bonus. Uh, But plans changed, and the trilogy was converted into its own standalone package set to be released this year. Uh now it's their their source, Kotaku source, is claiming late October or early November for this, which would put it just in front of the uh Series X and PS5 release of GTA five. Uh and it again, as Destin mentioned, it's it's mobile devices as well as Switch and everything else. Series one, Series X, Xbox One, PS4, PS5. Uh, Initial reactions here. Miranda, I I feel bad because we had that whole 12 minutes discussion. You hadn't had a chance to play the game. So please (laughs) kick us off here. Weigh in on this GTA rumor.
1: Yeah, no worries. Uh, So... GTA 5 was my first GTA. So this is actually really exciting for me because I didn't get the chance to play these growing up because they weren't really appropriate for my age range when they were out. So my mom was like, no, and I I didn't really have too much of an interest in them myself when I was younger. So get the idea of being able to go back to some of the ones that people really love and getting experience what happened there. um, And maybe just like in a nicer version, that'd be a lot of fun. And I think Honestly, I have so much fun, and I'm sure many people relate to this, just driving around GTA Five, So yes. getting to see what the, that was before would be really awesome. Um, I actually loved the Simpsons Road Range and Hit and Run games when I was younger. I know they're very GTA-inspired, and I didn't realize that until I got a little older because, again, I wasn't really privy to GTA things as a child. Uh, so knowing that those are very similar, I was just like, man, I want to play these. I want to know what these were like. And I think there's just a fondness for games released in that time and just like the style of them and the design of them that i've i've been a lot really appealed to recently so i'd absolutely like to check these out probably like a game that i'd play in my downtime obviously there's so many games coming out always forever so it's hard to want to go back to old things especially if you don't necessarily have nostalgia for them but i think for my own research and understanding to see how gta has evolved it'd be awesome to get to play these for the first time
0: before I go to Destin and Khalifa, I wanna say, Miranda, I I'm so glad that you bring this perspective because I I am actually envious of you that you will get to experience these for the first time. For me, GTA three was my first GTA. And it it was one of those games where I think we all have them. We all have those three, four, five games over the course of our lives that like just completely change the way like they're just they're just game changers for you they're paradigm shifts and like for a lot of people halo one was that Mm -hmm. and understandably so um you know for me the original doom is in there the original super mario brothers but gta3 is very much one of those where it it like completely changed the way i thought about games and and experienced and enjoyed games and moran i just want to give you one tip when you when you jump in go just steal a car and spend time listening to Chatterbox, the talk okay. radio station in GTA 3, because that's where Laszlo came from. That's where it all started. And it is hilarious. It is uh it is so, so good. Uh Khalif, your your thoughts here on this rumor.
2: Shout out to Laszlo for for one, who's like seriously one of the best parts of this whole this whole franchise. I've I gotten a chance to play through pretty much all of them over over the years, except for a lot of the PSP ones that I think came out on, on the handhelds, but I think, um, I'm excited to see CJ, the CJ meme come back in, in Unreal Engine. (laughs) Oh shit, here we go again. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm excited to see that be a thing now in Unreal Engine. But again, like, I think, you know, there are moments that come across that I think about like Vice City was huge in terms of what I think. Grand Theft became Grand Theft's turned into like this cultural, you know, part of the the conversation because they just incorporated so much great music um, into that game and, and and really brought together that kind of you know combination of gameplay, media, um, and, and nostalgia and culture together in a, in a great way and then that kind of Ray Liotta expanded. and Ray Liotta Ray right? Liotta shout out. Shout-out shout out to Ray Liotta pre pre-late-night commercial Ray Liotta uh, 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 who, who's doing his thing now, but I think yeah, like, it, it, it is interesting to see that they're spending actual, or like some some part of Rockstar is spending cycles on making this a thing when they or have already been doing so much work with GTA Online and then getting five out the door on next-gen consoles, and then Hopefully, somewhere in a corner, somewhere someone's working on six. So, it, it, I, it, it just tells me that they have a lot of people working on a lot of stuff all at the same time, which which yeah. is which is really interesting from a Rockstar perspective because you never hear about that.
0: Yeah, this is rumored to be the uh, Rockstar Dundee Studio, which is yeah. one of the support studio. I don't say that yeah. dismissively. But, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, one of one of the studios in Rockstar's portfolio in in Scotland. Uh, now, it is there is sort of a reason for this, besides money, which is the cynical but also correct answer, uh, it is this is the 20th anniversary coming up of GTA 3. So Mm. it, it would be a good opportunity, particularly given, I mean, you just touched on it, we know we're in for a ridiculous, it's already been an insanely long wait for GTA 6. This is a good way to fill the gap, and you get gamers like Miranda, who didn't play these games, and then you get gamers like you and I, who did play them, but the last, the most recent of these San Andreas was having in my notes 17 years ago. So, you know, it's there, it, it, it feel like these are, these are in the pocket where it's not just a lame cash grab of a, of a, it's not a remaster of a game that came out five years ago, but you know, it's uh, it's, it's sort of, it'll, be there for those of us that did play it. Cause it's been a while and it's there for those of those of you that never played it like Miranda. So I'm excited about this. Destin. What, what are you thinking here?
3: So if you're watching the video version, I have just been transfixed on this terrible, terrible <laughs> gameplay we've been watching. What is this player doing? Is having uh, a good
1: time?
3: I guess. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. But anyway, um, so this is uh this one is San Andreas and there's Vice City yes. and GTA 3 in the rumor. Made it on real. Uh, you put in your notes. That also threw me off, Ryan, because the original game, of course, not made it on real. So it's. I'm curious as to what that is going to look like, and mixing old with new. How is that going to work? Like, are we going to see cutscenes that are in the old engine because they didn't want to re-render them? Are they going to use 4K AI upscaling the way that Mass Effect did? You know, so a few questions about how it's going to be handled. But uh, make no mistake, I'm incredibly excited about this particular game because these three games, like Grand Theft Auto Three. I would stay up at night and I would leave on the chatterbox radio station just to hear all the audio from it. It was like hours of programming on that thing, or it felt like hours anyway. And, um, all the radio stations were great and each had different personalities too, and there was just great music, even, even back as far as three. And then Vice city added motorcycles, which I would just spend hours and hours and hours just doing motorcycle tricks off of buildings and stuff like that for fun and I really, the first three games have a really special place in in my heart, and I think in a lot of people's hearts because nothing like this had really been done. I remember when I rented three, I borrowed it to my friend. After playing a few days, I'm like, "You have to check this out," and he never gave it back. <laughs> <laughs> <What> <laughs> I just friend. never got it back. I'm like, "You have to pay for another week of rental so I can actually play the game,"
2: <laughs> you know.
3: So, um, the, the games are great, and they sort of started something that I don't know, maybe Saints Row came close, but, um, you know, the, the yeah, Grand Theft auto games are, are fantastic. And I mean, yeah, I'm excited th- to, to th- play them again.
0: L- like your friend though. Like I, I bought a PlayStation two because of Grand Theft Auto three, like it was yeah. a system seller. It was a killer app for me. Cause I didn't have a PS2, a friend had a PS2 and Again, same thing. Brought it over, and I started playing it, and, and it completely changed my world. And I had to buy mm-hmm. a PS2 just for this game. Now, <laughs> so GTA 3, for those that are unfamiliar, is you know kind of a facsimile of New York. You know, not in any sort of exact way. It's Liberty City, which we saw again in GTA 4, and uh, of course Vice City being the take the send up of Miami, and then San Andreas took it to an absolutely insane scope that I don't even think GTA 5 rivals cuz it's LA it's uh so it's Los Santos it's uh it's Las Vegas which is Las Venturas and San Francisco which is San Fierro and all the like just deserts and land in between it's an absurd map that that, that they did for San Andreas so now uh, I want to go around the table um, so I'll start. So Miranda, for you, the question is: Which of the three are you most excited to play first? And then I want to hear from from uh, Destin and then Khalif of which is your favorite of of the three. So Miranda,
1: San Andreas for sure because people still play that game a lot, and I'm very curious why. So that's I think the one that has me most curious.
0: Destin,
3: uh, San Andreas, I used to be most curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. People really love that game uh, for me, though. Ryan, I might just start at the beginning. I'll probably just start with three and then go to yeah. Vice City because three had the silent protagonist and then Vice City had Ray Liotta. But why not just start at the beginning
0: and go through the series? But is is that your favorite of the three? Looking back, my my favorite is
2: Vice City. Hands down. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There are yeah. a lot of people share that. Khalif, how about you?
2: Uh, San Andreas is mine uh it it just hit at a really important time for me as a as a as a young young person growing up we had so many of that eras movies men's the society boys in the hood all coming together around the time that game came out it was that was that was definitely my favorite for sure
0: yeah, yeah. There is spoiler. There is no wrong answer to this question. It's just like <laughs> all three were incredible in their own ways. I I'm actually a little uh, a little sort of against the grain on this. In that Vice City is my least favorite of the three. I'm not saying it's bad huh. at all. It's a, a phenomenal game. Again, the the sense of the 80s Miami is is and this. I would say I think the story might be Vice City might be my favorite story of those three games. Uh, which Ray Liotta is a big part of. But for me, the the Vice City, geographically, Vice City was the least interesting. Uh, I think Mm -hmm. it's the least interesting piece of geography, again, from a just purely wandering around the game world perspective of any GTA game, because it's just a flat like rectangle, basically. It's just not, you know, 3 had had the 3 distinct districts. You start in kind of the uh, like the industrial area, and then you go to the downtown and then you unlock the suburbs. And then, of course, San Andreas, I just talked about, has everything. And uh, and then four came back later with a much grander recreation of Liberty City and five, we all know how crazy five is. But yeah, I, three three has such a, a, a warm place in my heart, but I think I'm most excited to play San Andreas again mm-hmm. because of its scale. Because I, I mean, I played mm-hmm. it at the time, but that was a long, long time ago, 17 years, and I just can't wait to see it. Now, uh, we talked about the Unreal Engine factor, and hmm. Destin mentioned that you know that sort of seems odd because, yeah, and I'm with you. That was like, wait a second. So the, I went back and I had to remember, I had to go back and look up the name of the original engine from those games. And it was, I remembered that Criterion, the makers of Burnout, wrote that engine, and it was called RenderWare. So it was used in a number of games, In the PS2, original Xbox era. And so, yeah, Rockstar didn't make that engine. They licensed it. Mm -hmm. And so, obviously, uh, they don't own it now. EA does, because EA owns Criterion, who created RenderWare, who created uh, Burnout. So it makes sense that they maybe wouldn't have wanted to go back and try to work in an engine that actually just doesn't exist anymore. At mm-hmm. least it's not supported anymore. So, but the Unreal Engine thing was weird. So it's like, can you remaster a game using a different engine? And I posted this on Twitter, and I wanted to mention it here because uh, I appreciated I got two professional game developers to, that responded to me and gave me great uh, uh, information on this. Tim Saray of The Last Night, which, yes, it is still in development. Don't worry, and it is that, that <laughs> awesome looking game from e three a few years ago. Yeah, uh, is is very much still happening. So Tim responded and said, uh, so I said, I said, is it you know, how does this work? He said, uh, can you do a, a new engine? Can you remaster an old game with a new newer engine? And he said, yes, that's how Bluepoint did it for all its remasters. The original code is ported and running into the new engine, which takes care of sending all the IO logic, audio and graphics calls to the CPU and GPU. Then you can swap old parts for modern ones like rendering, physics, etc. So thank you, Tim, for that. And then a huh. uh, developer named David Nottingham, who worked on the Monkey Island remasters at LucasArts, also in the 360 era, where they took the origi- they, there was the original Monkey Islands, the two Monkey Islands, that you could, at the push of a button, go back to, or they had the new graphics layer and audio running on top of it, which Halo Anniversary, Halo 1 Anniversary also did this. So David Nottingham uh, replied and said, "We did the same for Secret of Monkey Island code base for the remaster. Create a shell to run on top of the original code base. That's also how you could switch between new and old at the press of a button. So uh, that is that is an actual professional explanation from actual professionals, hmm. rather than just us wondering how it happens. So thank you very much to Tim and David on that. But um." I guess what else is left to talk about here
2: uh let's see i'm kind of disappointed that liberty city didn't get any love like four didn't get any love which is actually pretty interesting because there was speaking about like code and, and all that stuff there was a really big difference in locomotion that they talked about for for liberty city that they were going into a much more physics based uh, uh kind of locomotion engine for that game and also, damn it, New York should get some love, because that was a New York <laughs> game. They they didn't give New York any love in that game, and that was, like, I, a really fantastic game uh, for, for New Yorkers, especially.
3: I, I think 4 got a lot of love for its recreation of New York, actually, like, yeah. at launch and, like, afterwards. But the main problem that I had with 4, and I think a lot of people did, is just the driving just felt bad. Yeah. You know, it felt super floaty, and you're constantly, like, flying around corners and everything. And I think that was the main criticism, which they obviously fixed by the time five came yeah. out.
0: Yeah, you're you're both referencing natural motion physics mm-hmm. engine that Rockstar mm-hmm. used. It was a thing where if you were around in the 360 era, as me being the old guy was, uh, there was a demo, there was a tech demo for an Indiana Jones game that never got made, uh, mm-hmm. that LucasArts put out. You can find it on YouTube, it's there, uh, using this natural motion physics engine That had that that uh, had been written, and it was a a demo of indie. Like I think he's, I want to say he's like in San Francisco on top of a uh, on top of a. uh, um, What are the things we have here again? Cable cars. cars. There we go. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. like fighting on top of a cable car, and you can see like it looks more fluid. And so Rockstar did grab that technology and they they used it. And as you know, four had GTA four had a a brand new engine from the previous three games, the uh, Rage Engine, Rockstar Advanced, game engine, if you remember, <laughs> which they prototyped, funny enough, you don't see anybody really do this anymore. Uh, here's an in-show in trivia question from me that I'm just gonna throw out to <laughs> you guys right now. Do any <laughs> no. of you remember the game, the actual game that Rockstar released that was literally just a test for the Rockstar Advanced game engine that would uh, later be used in, in GTA Four? So, Destin thinks he knows. How about Connor Miranda? Any thoughts before I go I
2: to Destin? I don't remember.
1: Here? Absolutely nope. not. I have no okay. idea. <laughs> Destin? It
3: was the ping pong table tennis game.
1: Yes.
0: Very huh. good. Yeah. Yes.
2: Oh! Rockstar Table
0: Tennis. Yeah. That was the first thing that they made in Rage. And uh, that was their little proving ground for uh, what, <laughs> the engine that would go into GTA 4.
2: I love so. that game, too. I did not know that. That's one of yeah. my favorite games of all time, actually.
0: <laughs> <laughs> good job, Destin. So, um, yeah, I wonder, I mean, cynically for they, you know, they could, they'll probably do the same for that in uh, what 2028, maybe when that game turns 20 years old (laughs) in the next (laughs) console generation. But I guess it doesn't, you know, it from a, from a practical like logistics technology point of view, it is a different engine than, than three Vice City and San Andreas, which were all in the same tech. So it would be, it would be its whole own undertaking to have thrown four in there as well. But, right. but Ka, I have no doubt that they will eventually get around to doing some sort of deluxe treatment on four when the time comes. I think I we'll get another ask-
2: version of Skyrim before we get Before we get <laughs> that, though.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it's, how many how many times will Skyrim have come out by that time? Justin
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually wanted to ask a question sort of in that vein. So this will be like the third time Grand Theft Auto Five has been re-released, right? They released it 360. They re-released it on the Xbox One era. And now they're re-releasing it in the series era. And then, of course, same for PlayStation. Um, so my question is, originally this was going to be bundled with the Grand Theft Auto 5, uh re-release, which to me is a great value proposition. The fact that it's going to be separated Leaves me with a question: A, with smart delivery, which I don't believe will be part of it here, are we going to be paying again for Grants of Auto Five? And uh, B, without the value proposition of the remasters, where do you think they're going to end up pricing it? Do you think they're going to do a full seventy bucks again?
0: Good question.
3: That that was ah. something that was on my mind about it because Skyrim, yeah, released on like everything multiple times, right? Yeah. What what. What's the value proposition to buying it again on the series consoles without Kyle, this? Go to you.
2: I don't know. I mean, to be fair, like that is the <laughs> biggest question, right? Cause I, I I'm excited that they're doing this. I would not spend money on it though.
1: So also this is rep- like a report this is sort of rumored still it's not confirmed that it will actually be separate but if that is true to your point dustin i think the value proposition is going to have to probably be something with gc online like i'm sure there's going to be some online bonuses so if you don't care about that Mm. then there's probably not going to be a lot there i mean there could also be not a lot there for you but i'm not entirely sure what they would do with that because you know to your point like why would i buy this again if i can just Keep playing. I already have it. What? <laughs> yeah. I and, don't see it. Don't yeah. They'll it bundle also in makes...
2: GTA, GTA 6 access somehow. They'll, they'll tie it into there. In four more years, you'll get to be able to play it. Well, right. I don't think Rockstar is dumb.
3: I think there's something else. If this is true, I think something big is coming to Grand Theft Auto Five that would add the value proposition. And I'm very intrigued to see that. Otherwise, if you bought the PC version, you bought the best version because right. you just update your
0: hardware and you're good to right. go. Yeah, mm. it, it's a fair point, Destin. And, and I would say I, I'm with you. I, I give Rockstar the benefit of the doubt here to to present at some point between now and November, a compelling reason to spend more money because they did do or I feel they did that when they took it to Xbox One. You remember they added the first person mode. It was a fully <laughs> fleshed out for and then there was also shoot. I think there was there were one or two other pretty notable gameplay features that they did add for the Xbox One version of the game. So hopefully they're going to do the same again uh, if, if indeed they plan to charge. Because otherwise, yeah, if, it, if it's just like a 4K60 patch, well, Microsoft has done a great job, and a lot of third parties too, of of conditioning us to expect those to be free updates. So, well, yeah. Well, didn't uh, they
3: say they would do a sizable story expansion for 5? Could, like, I mean, for me, I'm like, that would be it.
0: I don't remember that being a part of this announcement they that was the original plan back like when the game first came out and then gta online took off and and it they never did it Mm -hmm. if they did do a story expansion that i'd be that's day one for me like i sure take my money i will happily (laughs) take more more grand theft auto now that's it for me i oh go ahead
3: yeah sort of noodling into that even a little bit more and i'll stop after this but like but then they promised that for the 360 version it never came and now they're going to charge again for it so that's also problematic they're really in an interesting spot and i'm just sort of curious what rockstar ends up coming up with solution wise i'm sure they have something but yeah yeah
0: yeah I, I will say i'm i'm more than happy to pay for the the remasters as a separate thing like cuz i think that's mm, they're yes. clearly going to if, if this rumor is accurate and they're doing a remaster through the unreal engine there is clearly effort being made to improve these for for modern consoles, and yeah, I and you're also talking about those three games. Uh, Khalif, is this probably your experience too? I mean, they're you're talking forty hours minimum for <laughs> each of those games. San Andreas is probably a lot more. Oh, for sure. So I mean, you're talking like a hundred twenty hours plus easily. For the three games and that's like sure i'll i will i will pay full freight for that
2: yeah i think the the remastered part is is where the meat and potatoes kind of live for this thing is like seeing what they're going to do with the engine i think to destin's point of like what's the what's the carrot on the end of the stick that makes the that that makes you want to pay any money for another version of gta 5 and it's got to be something or and even in the remasters of like how much do you reduce loads how much of that stuff is in the, is in that conversation i think that's a good point. all the things that are in that space that that from a technical standpoint were hindrances now those things get fixed from a te- fixed from a technological experience uh, and you get a chance to do that work
3: but you already get that you already get the improved loads because of the hardware
2: yeah 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 that, right. and i mean that's what i mean i think you yeah. i think that's what you're winding like you're getting the push which makes smart delivery again another one of those conversations but i I don't think you then are retooling the code in the same ways that you would if you're going back and doing the engine revamps and all that other kind of stuff i think i think it's a it's an interesting kind of chicken and egg scenario that they're going to wind up having where they xbox to a certain extent has done the work that you want a lot of teams to do uh from the hardware perspective and being on the console itself with smart delivery and stuff so um, it will be really interesting to see what what the value add is going to wind up being, but I think you'll you'll marketing will be around loads and potential new content and and I definitely think to Miranda's point the the GTA Online stuff will absolutely be in that mix for sure because they've been they've been pushing that thing out during the Super Bowl they had an ad for That's GTA straight. Five Online <laughs> and I was like this thing is still making money and people are still playing it so it's
1: still huge it has a huge community
2: mm-hmm. oh yeah for sure yep.
0: Miranda, is is the GTA Five slash online wiki still just like the biggest one on IGN? I know it's it's always can't
1: reveal that information.
0: Oh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's secret. I know it's always near the top of the list, but um, it just speaks to it. how how long that game, how much and how how much that game continues to get played and for how long. Um, and I guess one last thing: if if anybody from Rockstar is listening, if you guys are in a remaster mood, I would like to humbly request the Max Payne games next, please, Uh, which were made. The first two were made by Remedy. They are amazing. Uh, The original Max Payne and Max Payne 2, The Fall of Max Payne, was arguably even better. Um, It's just two phenomenal modern third-person action games that really should be brought back into into the modern limelight. I wasn't as big into Max Payne 3, But man, would I love to see Max Payne 2 get uh, revitalized and brought back. (laughs) Speaking of Remedy, Miranda, Control, it's been revealed, has passed 10 million players. And Remedy has entered full production on its upcoming game with Epic. You know, they signed a big deal with Epic to do a a few different things. This was revealed in a new investor letter uh, alongside news that Control's revenues were slightly higher in Q2 21 than year-over-year in Q2 2020. And this is the game that came out in Q3 2019. They say, overall, new platform services and special offerings give us valuable lessons for the future, bring additional revenue, help us to reach new audiences, and increase Control brand awareness. Control has already reached a formidable audience, having been played by over 10 million players. The growing audience and brand awareness are valuable as we continue to support Control. And the letter also reveals that its big budget game project being developed in partnership with Epic has moved into full production and that the studio's four-player co-op PvE game set in the world of Control, known as Condor, I imagine that's a code name, has been solidified thanks to a new co-publishing and development agreement with 505 Games, who I suspect probably had like a first right of refusal on any future Control thing since they published the original game. Uh, In case that's not enough, Remedy mentioned in the letter that it has also agreed on collaboration terms for a future bigger budget Control game with 505 as well. So Control, Miranda, uh, is a game that I know you came to a little (laughs) later but have uh, enjoyed the heck out of including all the DLC. It is not going away anytime soon.
1: I'm ecstatic. By a little later, it's like a year late. Um, So when Control came out in late 2019, it was really busy. There was a lot going on at that point in time. And so that was one that just kind of fell by the wayside. I was interested in it. Um, If you guys don't know too much about it, it has that new weird aspect to it is what they go for. And so what that means is like, think Twilight Zone, think Twin Peaks. So just kind of an odd sort of sci-fi fantasy there that is grounded but not like there's just like things that are a little strange and things just keep happening and evolving that way. You just like check these collectibles off a list. And, and I understand that like it's hard to add a lot of meaningful collectibles into a game, but Control makes that just done so well. A lot of them, of course, as optional, add such a detailed version of the story if you choose to find them like there are like papers i would read and then i'd go find a side mission that was directly tied into that and i had so much more context for it because i chose to like do the extra things and of course the gameplay is phenomenal the graphics are gorgeous like the ray tracing on this game is is just beautiful so the fact that they're going to do a bigger <laughs> bigger budget game of this i was like excuse me what else are you going to add because this is just great um also if you like alan Wake. One of the DLCs basically about Alan Wake. So it's so cool.
0: Oh, that's so good. Khalifa, do you did you play control or do we need to yell at you?
2: No, I am a huge <laughs> control fan. I, I I love control. I was I was one of the people who was standing up on on a on a on a box on a, on an Apple box and was like, please make more of these. I need each one of these small little weird real world things to be its own story. Uh, that you kind of make uh, into its own kind of DLC. I, I'm a huge control fan, so I'm, I'm hyped for this.
1: And the yeah, characters. I, Sorry, I was just like watching no, this uh, video clip, and it just you know, you know when your heart just connects with something, you're like, oh, Ati, you're so great. You're such a wonderful janitor. Thank you for being there for us the whole time.
0: <laughs> yeah, I and it was funny. I remember this now. I, I happily voted for this for in IGN's uh, 2019 Game of the Year vote, and it won which I'm very thrilled that IGN awarded this game, our game of the year that year. But I seem to remember, like the, the 10 million thing is surprising to me, but an, obviously a very pleasant surprise because I seem to remember, guys, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't this game like not even chart on the NPD list after it came out? Like, I just, I remember it seemingly not, like no disrespect to 505, but they don't have the marketing budget and power that, an EA does, or a 2K does. And I really felt like at the time, like, oh, this is a great game, but it's just on a publisher that doesn't have the resources to really make as big a marketing push as this game deserves. So the fact that it has found a long tail and has has made its way to 10 million players just makes me so happy. And, and uh, yeah, this is official confirmation that the sequel is happening and it's it sounds like correct you know again jump in if you disagree anybody but it sounds like it hasn't even started yet like it's just but it's it's like they signed a contract and and a sequel's down the road but uh but hasn't begun yet but yeah uh destin your thoughts on control and and this uh very pleasant news control yeah
3: I may not have played it yet.
0: Oh, (laughs) yeah. So
3: everybody can be mad at me. I know it's on Game Pass. It's on my list. But uh, look, if people love the game and they're adding new content to it and they're going to make a bigger thing, I'm all for it. Happy to see it succeed.
0: Yeah, it's it's better than ever on Series X. They did a really nice job because it actually, at the time it came out, it didn't run that great on a stock Xbox One. It was, you really needed a one X to, to get it to play pretty well, or obviously a PC would, would crush it with the right PC. But now on series X with the ultimate edition, it runs super well now. So if, if, yeah, if you haven't jumped into control, now's as good a time as any before the, the fall game madness really gets going. But I really love seeing this just very happy for remedy because that's a studio that in my opinion has never made a bad game. the, um Quantum Break is is the game. Like it didn't Quantum Break kinda flopped, but it at least to the best of my knowledge, it uh but it was a game, it was still a very good game. I I just didn't think it a lot of people seem to write it off for the whole T V integration thing, which I actually thought was really well done. So Remedy's track record is just unbelievable from Max Payne one, Max Payne Two, Alan Wake, Quantum Break, and now Control. They've just made so much great stuff over, over time. And as actually Destin mentioned on last week's show, they have another game that's coming out hopefully soon, which is they did the campaign for Crossfire X that we're still waiting on as well. Oh, we yes. Awesome. <laughs> and yeah, we'll hopefully get to see that uh, at hopefully with a release date at the Gamescom uh, event, the Xbox press conference that's coming up next week. Uh, let's see here. All right, we've got about... 25 minutes left in the show here. Continuing on the whole bent that we've been on this episode of making old things new again, the, uh, or get this, this is a, an interesting leak. It's, it's a direct leak. The original upload of this year's QuakeCon schedule from Bethesda appeared to suggest that a revitalized edition of Quake 1, one of id Software's <laughs> all-time classic games, could be announced at QuakeCon, which is coming up uh, this week, actually. That's coming up on Friday. So this was first spotted by Xbox Era, so shout out to them. The schedule features a panel called Let's Talk Quake, which is going live uh, early in the morning on this Friday, 7.30 a.m. Pacific, 10.30 a.m. Eastern. When originally uploaded, the description of this panel stated, quote, Quake is back in this special stream. John Linneman from Digital Foundry, who's been on this podcast, talks to uh, Jörg Gustafsson of Machine Games about the title's iconic legacy and what it meant to both of them. The pair will also discuss the additional content Machine Games have contributed to this revitalized edition. So that's pretty... Now, that's been edited. (laughs) It's no longer. You can't find that on the website anymore. But uh, that's pretty cut and dry, plus... Well, you know, if you're going to have John from Digital Foundry, their whole thing is technical analysis that would seem to indicate that you're bringing something forward to modernize it in a new way. Uh, Khalif, were you a Quake guy along with myself back in the day?
2: No, I missed the Quake era because I was not playing on PC at that yeah. point. Um, but it is one of those things where uh, knowing that this is going to be coming a, kind of around again full circle... It, it's like everything that you can think of in the world that was once a thing is going to get a remaster <laughs> at this point, Probably. which I'm just like, my goodness. Like, all right, everybody, we know what this is cool, but like, also, we've seen it like 17 times already. You don't have to make this again. So, uh,
0: Miranda, what, like, what shooter? I know this. So, Quake One was mid 90s. You're younger than, than, than all of us, but God bless you for yeah. it. Uh, what like what shooters did you cut your teeth on as a kid? Because yeah, I know
1: you love shooters. Yes, uh, GoldenEye was my first shooter, but I was small enough to where my mom didn't want us playing it, so she would hide it. She'd hide she'd hide the cartridge, and she'd be like, "You can't play this." So my sister and I would find it, we'd play it, but when she would come in, we were just like, "We're making wall art with the bullets." Like we would shoot the walls and just <laughs> say, right. well, maybe, "I forgot we're about that." Yeah, so we were too young to actually be playing that. And then my first shooter that I played, I think, in earnest was Halo. So that was my first real yeah. shooter. I played that with my dad in secret. So yeah,
0: yeah, you've told that story, which is just such a wonderful, heartwarming story. Now I, I do have to ask Miranda, is it was was the golden eye cartridge was that your dad's because otherwise i have to ask how was it in the house if your mom kept hiding it from you and your uh, sister
1: yes it was my dad's both my parents <laughs> play video games like my mom likes racers she likes oddly enough mortal Kombat and um uh, some of the the injustice games so she likes those kinds of games but my dad likes shooters a lot so he did have some pc shooters like i watched him play some of the original call of duties and other things um when he was really into pc gaming for a while there so those those are my dad's.
0: <laughs> nice. Destin, Quake for you back in the day or no? Uh,
3: no, like definitely the f- the very first first person shooters I ever played were like Wolfenstein, Doom, like the originals on PC, you know, yeah. and uh, Duke Nukem, uh, you know, Duke Nukem was really edgy when I was a teenager in Ooh, high no. school. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, not Quake. And I, I'd be really curious to see how Quake has done. We're looking at. I believe the latest like arena shooter that they did. I don't know for sure. This is
0: Quake Champions. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: So Quake Champions was the one where they had like different heroes with different powers and everything like that. And and Quake, I don't know. I love what happened with, I don't know. (laughs) I don't really know what to say (laughs) about this. I almost said Doom, but then I'm like, no, that's wrong. So
0: yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, Quake Quake Champions is kind of a an esportsified version of Quake Three to an extent. Um, So yeah, Yeah. I don't don't know what to to say about it. It's
3: a what? Where do they go with it? Like, is it if it if this didn't work, what are they going to do that would work?
0: Well, I think technically Quake Champions. I don't know if it ever came out of beta. Like it's in a, I'm not sure what the state of it I is. I
2: don't remember but. it did. I don't remember if it did either. I feel it got it
1: announced and then just never heard anything else about yeah. it again.
0: Next up this week, Miranda, our resident Call of Duty slash expert, new Call of Duty finally setting an all time record for latest Call of Duty reveal in a year <laughs> here. It's, <laughs> it's August 17th as we record. This reveal is happening on the 19th of August. And we do know the game is called Call of Duty Vanguard. Uh, it'll be revealed, uh, I guess, in a stream, Miranda. Or no, sorry, it's it's in uh, Warzone, isn't it? Uh, is that, I think, where it's coming from? Yeah, it's... Uh,
1: pro- I mean, it'll just be
0: posted online anyway, so... Yeah, that's
1: wrong. Um, I will be waiting for it to be online. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, the news comes... Uh, so Charlie Intel initially reported this, which Activision has since posted and confirmed on the Call of Duty channels, but... There was a leak, so we've got some information for you besides just the name and the date of the reveal. (laughs) So this is, again, like, this is a publisher leaking their own stuff for the second time in this episode. It was in the latest Season 5 update for Black Ops Cold War, and right in there was Call of Duty Vanguard artwork, the logo, and perhaps most (laughs) interestingly for fans, mention of an open beta, which at this point is kind of routine for Call of Duty multiplayer each year. Uh, fans quickly discovered the leaked material through data mining the game files for the latest update, and naturally, Activision removed it all pretty darn fast. But we learned some stuff before they did, and it would seem that Vanguard will be set once again in World War II, so we're going back there, given the clothing and the guns that the characters are, are using in these assets. And it can, it also seems to confirm the report from earlier this year which suggested ideas that the game would be set in an alternate timeline in which World War II had not ended. Miranda, I want to get your reaction first here.
1: Uh, I don't. I just don't want to do World War II again. It just feels too soon, right? Like, that's what we had Satchamor last time, and I, I think that story had some good points to it. Like, I liked the spy mission. I liked zombies a lot. They took a really cool horror turn with it. But going back to World War II... Again, just it just feels a little too soon, uh, though. I do know that there are a lot of stories in World War II that maybe haven't been told or really explored, and that's probably what they're going to do—is just like emphasize, like if, especially if they're doing like, a gay alternate World War II hasn't ended. What happened? Or like, how do we stop? Actually, stop it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so if they are taking a little bit more uh, liberties with this story, then that could be interesting, but. It doesn't change the gameplay. It is still World War II. So that's, that's I think, a little bit of what I'm lamenting a tad. But we always have Warzone, right? Like, if you if you want that classic Call of Duty, which is weird to say classic when we talk about World War II and not Call of Duty. Anyway, you, if you want more of that modern feeling, we do still have Warzone that you can play, or that I can play, at least. <laughs> so with World War II, I... Have a lot of expectations, especially with the campaign. Um, so, one note on that quickly: I do have a friend who's actually writing the game. I don't know anything about it; she has not said anything to me about it. But that's just like kind of a—I kind of have to remove myself from some of the criticism from it because I do have right. someone that I know that's writing it, and I'm very curious because it seemed like they hired a lot of people pretty quickly this year for this game. So mm. I'm a little concerned. It's like, hey. Uh, how long have y'all been working on this? Like, how is this going to shake out? Um, that all being said, I am excited to see what, you know, Call of Duty on next-gen systems is going to look like. And I, I think they really have to wow with it, regardless of how long they've had time to work on these assets and with this team. Um, that's just kind of what they have to do. And they've definitely taken time to wait and get this ready for a later reveal. So um, I'd like to be wowed by it for sure, especially with Battlefield coming back
0: yeah yeah that's true we're getting we're getting both of them this year it's going to be a big plus halo means it's a yeah it's a huge like we're getting all the triple a first person shooter franchises this year practically Destin, how about you what do you think of uh another return yet again to world war ii for call of duty
3: so on the topic at hand about returning to world war ii but like it's the future world war ii never ended i i think that's interesting as a premise I think the more difficult conversation that Activision is going to run into this year is their major problems that they're dealing with at their studio. And they are seeing a lot of people um, sort of take a stance and say either, I don't know if I'm going to play your games anymore and things like that. So like you look at our our trailer posted today as a 44% positive rating, wow. and that is largely due in part to the news coming yeah. out about what has been going on at these studios. So uh, premise wise and uh, supporting the people that worked on the game who um, like your friend, Miranda, like that, I understand totally. But there is a, a difficult conversation about where Activision goes from here. They've done some pretty unfavorable things to put it nicely, <laughs> you know, not only with their reaction to the news right. and hiring the law firm but like then the actual things at hands are downright disgusting. So, I mean, I have, everybody has that in the back of their heads right now when they're thinking about Activision properties. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know what else to say about it. I believe that there are good people there who unfortunately, uh, have had a lot of difficult things surrounding them to deal with.
0: I mean, that's, that is true. And it is fair. It's a fair point that, uh, that there is a, a, long shadow being cast over this game and uh, the other Every big game. blizzard release of yeah. uh, blizzard in particular uh, their their big fall release is diablo 2 resurrected which is a game that on paper i've been wanting f- i that's one of my most anticipated games i mean even though it's you know it's because it, it's i played the first closed beta and it's it seems like it's doing everything i wanted it to do but yeah it's a it's a strange thing to to try and wrestle with like you know it's there you, while yes there have been you know horrible things and horrible treatment of people going on at, at activision and blizzard there are also good people who you know who worked really hard on on these games so it's i don't think there's a right or a wrong answer to it and it's there's no one cut and dried solution for for you know how do you approach it as a paying customer as a gamer but um, I'm,
3: in terms I'm of, glad those topics are out. And even if you go back further, Bobby Kotick getting a $150 million bonus while they laid off hundreds of employees. Well, like that's an... Activision. A yeah. lot of people are looking at them critically and truly for the first time because it's just like, this is too much. Like, what's going on over there? Right.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, that's a little bit of a separate matter, the whole executive compensation thing. It I comes agree. up
3: yeah, every it's... time. Yeah, sorry. Like, even... I think about it every time we do any Activision coverage right now. And I think it's important to bring up because it's what our audience is talking about right now. We post a trailer. Yeah. It's the whole
1: industry. It's really important to note every time you do have to do something, it's hard to be able to balance all of that.
3: So now it's like, who do you support? Do you support the people that worked on this in earnest, but it's, it's a very conflicting situation just generally speaking, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's a, I, I my hope is that this is the beginning of a reckoning for the entire industry with uh, the the whole industry need, the, the the video game industry needs to grow up generally speaking I mean it's uh, it is young relative to film um, it, but yeah it, or television for that matter and it's there's a lot that, that needs to change and and yeah it, it'll be kind of curious to see. I'll be curious to see how Call of Duty is received by the community at large and how it sells. Because, you know, Destin, you're right to point out the the uh the downvote ratio on the trailer, which, you know, we saw that where did we see that? We saw that with um was it was it a either oh it was one of the Call of Duty's from a few years ago when they were I think when they were force bundling the Modern Warfare One remaster. With the like more expensive version of the game, I think people kind of took out their frustrations in on YouTube and just downvoted it into like the most downvoted trailer of all time, if I'm remembering that correctly. But um, you know, that's I wonder if it'll translate at the box office, right at the at the sales yeah. register. Um, Khalif, we've now <laughs> we've now turned this into a bit of a larger discussion, but. You know whether it's the game whether it's the activision situation i'm curious as to your thoughts here about uh, vanguard
2: um i'm excited that battlefield 2042 is coming out. <laughs> i'm well very excited i'm very excited for that game uh, i am i will say this though and i and i will and i will parrot some of what miranda said i'm i'm i have a couple folks over there as well who 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 are working on this game who are writing this game and i'm i'm infinitely excited to see uh, at least sledgehammer put a couple of badass women on the writing, on the writing team to, to make this happen. Um, and, and have that be a game out in the world that people are going to ch- have a chance to play. So I'm excited for that part of the equation and so much less about the, the world war II bits of it. I have been team stop putting stuff in world war II for a long time. I'm like, we don't need it. I'm try. I'm like, if you're just going to give me a, uh, 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 a musket gun. Just give me a musket gun at this point. Just put me all the way back at this point. Uh, Cause I'm, cause I'm just done with shooting bad guns and old guns in, in the world war II setting. Um, So yeah, I, I, I'm excited to see what they're going to potentially do with this uh, in terms of the scope of where they're going to go, how this is going to look on next gen consoles. I think that's always going to be a conversation to, to dig into, but in terms of setting, I am so not excited about the setting for, for this particular game, and I'm surprised that they've actually gone back to, to, to World War II. To be to be fair, what
0: mm. what are you more sick of, mm. World War II first person shooters mm. or modern military first person shooters?
2: I want more modern. See, I, see, here's the thing: is like I was let you we were going to say Paris is cooking, but that's another. I had to come out. I, I shouldn't have done it, but it, it, it you, you threw the, the, the baton. Um, I, I want more like I, I know a lot of people are still like caught up on the jetpacks, uh, you know, parts of Call of Duty that they had for a small frame of time within that within that universe. I want to see people go forward with the conversations because I think you get to broaden out the ideas around what these kinds of engagements and these kind of of combat and these kinds of weapons and tools and, and, and gadgets can be because then you just start to just run rampant and and have your mind mind just go in any direction that you want to kind of use you get to use your fullest imagination when you're not having to be tied down to a very specific era. Um, and I think that's the part that I'm missing right now. That's the part that I'm excited for is the reason why I love Titanfall because Titanfall let you kind of dig into that idea in a way that you weren't able to use. You know, with things like the smart pistol and things like that. Like, again, there are so many places that we can go, but we wind up continuously going back and, 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 and doing the old hat version of, of these ideas, which I'm a little bit, a little bit annoyed about. I'm just like, come on y'all, we can do better than this
1: on that point too, really quickly. They can still make it feel like a Call of Duty game. They can still have the same time to kill. It can still have the same movement. And it mm-hmm. can have that identity of like the the one-man army if you really want to. And that's something I love about Call of Duty. And they can still maintain that while well, are ma- pushing for creativity within their games. Exactly that Cleve. Like I d I don't <laughs> please don't do World War II again. I don't want to go back.
2: No more. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I, I wonder, you know, we'll find out on Thursday. I wonder if they'll go. If it's doing, you know, kind of the alternate history thing, if they'll lean more into a little sci-fi, which kind of Wolfenstein did that, like Wolfenstein Two specifically, like, hey, the Nazis invaded America and there's, you know, robot dogs coming after you, or because uh, I'm been, in, I'm in full old man mode on this episode, referencing all sorts of <laughs> past Xbox things. Um, if anybody else out there remembers, because when I heard this, it made me think of one thing, and I actually had to Google. I had to figure out what the name was uh, because I couldn't quite remember. It's a game no one's probably mentioned in years. I'm going to dust it off right now. Does anybody remember Turning Point: Fall of Liberty? I'm expecting a bunch of blank.
2: Oh cases. wow!
0: Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm I remember, remember nodding, hearing, nodding hearing
2: that name. Nah. I remember hearing it, but not. You know, I don't remember what that thing looks like.
0: Yeah, oh. it was. It was a very cool idea that was not executed super well, but it was a first-person shooter. Uh that was, that was the whole thing, was the World War II didn't end and the Nazis invaded America. So anyway, you can look it up on YouTube if you're curious. Uh, before, real quick, we're going to skip right to trivia this week before we got to get out of here, but I want to give a quick shout out to Rare on behalf of everybody on Unlocked and everybody at IGN because uh, executive producer Joe Neat this week announcing that the studio has been bowled over from the response by the Sea of Thieves community, which had its biggest month ever in june 4.8 million active pirates out on the water as joe phrased it in june so the game's been out for three years and they just had their biggest month ever which is just a testament to the ongoing support and the awesome stuff that they've done with sea of thieves so congratulations to rare and i'm i still need to go play that pirates of the caribbean stuff i'm gonna do it i promise all right let's see here yeah we've got just a few minutes speed round of trivia here John, whose gamer tag is Schmanballens, I think that's how it's pronounced. <laughs> John, I'm so very sorry if I got that wrong, um. asks this excellent question. Again, kind of going back into Xbox history a little bit. He asks Shortly before the release of the 360, the shared pool of VRAM was increased in the 360 console from 256 me- uh, megabytes of memory to 512. Jay Allard, one of the system architects of the 360 at the time, attributed the decision to double the VRAM to feedback from one particular game studio. What studio was that that wanted more RAM and advocated for it with Microsoft? Was it Bungie? Was it Epic? Was it Infinity Ward? Or was it Bethesda Game Studios? So, of course, Bungie would have had Halo cooking back at that time. Epic had uh, Gears cooking at that time. Infinity Ward had Call of Duty 2 cooking at that time. And Bethesda had Oblivion in the oven as well. So uh, all four were responsible for major Xbox 360 games early and and throughout the 360 lifecycle. I remember this one well. Uh, Let's see if anybody else does. Khalif, I'm going to go to you first here. Do you know this one?
2: Yes. Yes, I do know this one. All right. I know this
0: one. uh, Destin, do you think you know? I think I know, but I'm not definitive. Okay, Miranda, how about you? Oh, confident? I don't know. All right, so mm-hmm. I'm going to go to Miranda first. I'll let you take a shot. <laughs> Dang
1: it. Okay, uh, I'm going to go with B Epic Games.
0: Okay, Epic. Uh, Destin, I'll go to you.
3: I also think it was B because of, I want to say it was Shadow Complex but and the okay. Gears at the time, but I don't remember for sure.
0: All right, Khalif, you seem quite confident Give me, your, give me your answer
2: here. B, I think it was epic. Yep.
0: Yes, you are all correct. All We're right, done. Yeah, it was Gears of War. They basically yep. said, oh, okay. "If you want Gears of War, we need more RAM." So <laughs> that's what I thought. It put in was. more RAM. To their credit, they spent more money and put more RAM in the machine. So, John, thank you very much for that excellent question. Everybody gets a point. I will update the scores here, also uh, right after the show. ends. We yes, Miranda did
1: have someone reach out about last week's question and said that Alvin and Chickmunks, the one, the squeakle that I answered does indeed have an Xbox controller in it so
0: oh all right huh. I'll give you an extra point for that yeah all right so, wait, so where now that Miranda put, 7 Miranda 7 Destin trying. 6 oh man
1: yeah there is photo <laughs> evidence I'm not lying I it's, would not say this if this were not true on what Jeopardy the question on Jeopardy
0: <laughs> they can come back and you know retroactively award money when they go back and fact check an answer so it happens it happens Uh, (laughs) if anybody out there has a trivia question send it our way unlocked at ign.com is the email address include the question include the multiple choice answers and note the correct one please and with that we've got to get rolling Uh, i'm ryan mccaffrey you can find me on twitter at dmc underscore ryan please check out my review of 12 minutes it is a spoiler free review as this discussion was so you're welcome to read it watch it without worrying about getting the game spoiled for you khalif spawn on me what are you up to what's going on and where can we follow you
2: first of all thank you again for for having me it is always a blast to get a chance to rock with you all you know you know i love getting to hang with all of you you can check out more spawn on me uh every wednesday night we do a live show on twitch twitch.tv spawn on me uh, and that live show goes out every Friday on podcast feeds around the globe. Uh, and then you can check out, you know, all the, the video versions of those shows, usually on Monday or Tuesday of the week following that. We have a lot of cool stuff going on. I'm producing the Black and Gaming Awards again for the second year. Uh, we have our Spawnies uh, Game of the Year Award stuff coming up later this year. We're revamping that in a big way, and I'm still looking to to host a whole bunch of stuff. And you can check out. Uh, all my musings about food and ribs and video games at Khalif Adams on Twitter. So you can check that out.
0: Fantastic. Miranda?
1: I want, I want ribs. I want ribs. Oh,
2: my God. I got you. I got
1: you. <laughs> um, you can find me at Habit Gross and it's Havoc with K on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and pretty much everywhere else. Um, right now, I'm working on guide production things. So please check out iJM Guides. Definitely check out our 12 Minutes Guide. If you do get stuck, I think we're probably planning to try to do some sort of hint system, which is very difficult considering the structure of the game where you can <laughs> just kind of do whatever. Um, but if you do need help, we'll have some help for you.
0: Excellent. Destin, take us home.
3: I'm doing a bunch of Gamescom stuff right now. So, like, I'm going to be involved with with planning for that. And then, uh, separately, if you want to watch my personal stuff, youtube.com slash the Destin channel. And, uh... Yeah, that's it.
0: Excellent. And thank you for reminding me to remind everybody else watching that, yes, Unlocked will be live immediately following Xbox's show on uh, next Tuesday. That is the Gamescom week. So join us for that. I believe the the it's going to be the same time we actually record. So it's the same time for us, not the same time for you guys. <laughs> the show is at 10 a.m. Pacific on Tuesday. So watch live on IGN, whether it's YouTube.com slash IGN or just IGN.com or twitch.tv slash IGN. And then just stay there and we'll be live for that episode. Miranda taking a uh, a, you know, a strangely timed in terms of <laughs> in terms of Xbox stuff, but a well deserved uh, bit of time. I've off. had
1: this planned for months, and then they're like, Hey, we're <laughs> having games talk this week is like, oh, sorry.
0: God, it doesn't matter. You got to go live your life and, and get some relaxation time. So enjoy that. For Super Producer Kate, I'm Ryan, along with Khalif, Miranda, and Destin. This was Unlocked 507, and we will see you back live next week.